Limos and Roses is a humorous and occasionally offensive podcast. All opinions are based on the bachelors and bachelorettes being in the top 99 percentile of their respective genders with regard to their physical attributes. The Limos and Roses podcast fully supports the LGBT community. Any reference to a bachelor or bachelorette's sexual preference is merely conjecture based off of observations. In other words, no offense. And thank you for listening. Enjoy. never-ending romance garbage podcast that you all know and love. The recap podcast over all other recap podcasts that covers season 23 of The Bachelor. Thank you so much for joining us. You may or may not know that this show began with our very own Bachelor Fantasy League entitled Limos and Roses. On this podcast, I am joined by my husband, Jet, and our buddy, And me, I am your host and moderator, Chelsea. So, let's begin with a recap montage. Oh, spoiler alert, Kaylin was blindsided. Dad drama. Kaylin blindsided? Helicopters. A to-do list? Kissing. Next steps. Fence hop. Drama. Los Angeles. Now, let's get into a montage for this episode. Finally, Chris Harrison. End of montage. Absolutely. Should we introduce our special guest? Oh, we do have uh, a I guest mean, here. Natalie, speak Natalie to people. Natalie is here, guys. She was with us last season, too. Yes, she was. Perhaps Max will join us later. Yes. He's on his way. There we Natalie go. Natalie Ortega, ladies and gentlemen. So Colton says to Chris Harrison how big this next week is. Mm-hmm. Because, guys, he's a virgin. And just like that, we are in... Portugal. Is anyone into this weird relationship recap? Tasha talks about trust. Cassie talks about chemistry. Mm-hmm. Hannah talks about I showering. Yeah. Yep. That's about it. Now we can officially move straight into the, the date, date breakdown. Break down, break down, break down. Date number one. Sex me, Tasha. Well, what a surprise. They're up in the air again. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know you could yeah. fly helicopters. Like, I didn't know Southwest had helicopters, but clearly they do. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess they do. <laughs> it's not the Portuguese flag. It's Southwest. They did bungee cord jumping. They did skydiving. And then she's like, let's get in in the air again. Because you know what? They're not good on the ground, in my opinion. Yeah. Here's the thing. They get along great. He wants to make out with Hannah. He's in love with Cassie. And he gets along with Tasha. That's a wonderful way to put it. So let me run down this uh, this date. Oh, Here's something you don't do when you get off a helicopter on a date. Okay. You don't lay a, a thin blanket down on sharp rocks. That's what you don't do. <laughs> That's number one. In a wind okay. tunnel. You also, don't, you also don't say, you're cute, you're quirky. Oh, yeah. Quirky's not the word. He didn't say quirky. quirky. He said quirky. Nobody mentioned the olive oil joke. Yeah, I know. I, I just the extra virgin thing. It's like uh, oh, it's a virgin joke. It's a waka waka. It's low hanging fruit. Worth 
mentioning because yeah. it was an ideal part of the producer's version of the date. Then there's some weather that comes in, and I was like, oh, finally something like interesting to watch. Pretty ominous. It's almost like even Mother Nature understands metaphors. So, moving on. Well, I did say real quick that, that he, he just gave Tasha a little kiss that essentially said, thank you for showing me a good time while I think about Cassie. Oh, woof. Moving on. The night portion of this date. Tape, tape, tape. Boob tape. I'm talking about boob tape. Yeah, yeah, we know what you're talking about. It didn't work. No, it didn't. (laughs) And I was excited about it. Tape gate. Tape gate 2019. I was just reading my next note, which my next note said I couldn't hear the last bit over my snore. (laughs) She's too good for him. Yeah. She's she's kind of an angel. She's so well-spoken. And then they do this I like you thing back and forth. And I said, that's the death of a relationship. They should be in love mode by now if he's going to get down on one knee. And I don't think he's there. He's there with one person. And spoiler alert, we, all know that's gonna we know how that's going to work out in just a few minutes. So we move into the fantasy suite. And there are candles. And there is a probably very cold hot tub full of bubbles. And all sorts of beautiful rose petals and weirdness. Because it's the fantasy suite. There's also a champagne pop that goes horribly awry. Oh, it's oh, so yes. great! But it was one of my favorite moments no, of the night. No, it was on purpose. It was on yes. purpose. They, they shook it up. They shook it. We, shook it. we like, all said it. The producers were it. like, hey, Colton, yeah. open this bottle. So that it would pop oh my prematurely. God. Exactly. It's yep. the popping of... Yes, yes, of course. Prematurely is a great then, word <laughs> for this episode. They had the most <laughs> awkward laying on the bed makeout session I think I've ever Starfished. seen. Yeah, he starfished, you're he right. Really, hands down oh, no. to his side. That's the breakup makeout session. That's right. terrible. That's not a breakup makeout session. It's a I don't wanna have sex session. You guys, the morning after is hella weird. She said it was interesting. Number one thing you don't wanna hear after sex capage, which implies I'm assuming that they didn't have sex. We Dry talked hinge. about this. They didn't have sex. Yeah. Um you think she blew him? Yes. Blowy, blowy sure, eggs and blowy, yeah. Yes. She is not satisfied. Yeah. I think what happened was he took off her clothes and was like, Where's your dick? On Colton's exit. He didn't turn around and look at her. He did not turn around and look at her. So I just wrote, uh, is she drinking to your coffee? <laughs> In her little moment where she's just like thinking. Ugh. <sighs> There what were, I wanted to write was, damn titties, though. Giant lemons. I wrote what I did want to write. It's why am I watching this? <laughs> so we move on to date number two. Cassie plays the game. They have espresso. And I'm saying right off the top, chemistry. Shopping. She's fun. Speech pathologist equals actress. She'd rather be the bachelorette. And then I wrote, this is very different than any other date we had ever seen with these two. Yeah. She is showing uh, that she's scared. She's not ready. And then they send in dad as a scapegoat. Phrase, she was never ready. You know how I feel about this. She's looking for an out. Because now it's becoming more and more serious. Like, oh, f- I might win this thing. And I don't want to win this thing. She just wanted to get to like the top five or seven or whatever. So that she could be just famous enough to get just enough Insta followers. To still be on Paradise and get even more Insta followers. It's the way the game works now. And what I'm saying is that she has never been interested in Colton. She was there for the wrong reasons. She was giving him a million signs, showing him she's not interested. However, in the first four weeks of this season, she was using her feminine wiles 
to do just enough to get passed on, to keep getting those roses. And producers and everybody in America was like, oh my god, she's perfect, she's a speech pathologist, she's beautiful, she's sweet, she seems real. And then it all got so real when she went, I didn't realize he was gonna keep people like Taisha at the end. And Kerpa was gonna go so far, he was like, she was like, it's usually just a bunch of supermodels, and I'm going, she'd go, eh, I'm gonna go off into the distance, sunset, and he'll cut me and people will love me. I'm gonna disagree a little bit on this. I think that she liked him, okay? I don't I, think she did. Okay, well, I think she liked him. I think she liked making out with him. I think that she was like, this is a fun time. I'm having a great time. This guy's a really nice guy. When I, when I kiss him, it's a good kissing. Like, when we make out on the, on the beach, it's great. Like, we get to do all these fun activities. I get to see all these parts of the world. I'm 23 years old, and I'm just figuring myself out. I'm figuring it out on national television, though. And then when I finally got to hometowns, that's when everything switched, because she went back to reality. She was in fantasy land. She got back to reality, and her parents were like, are you really thinking about marrying this guy? What I'm saying is there was never a real connection, is what I'm telling you, and you're trying to imply there was once a real was, connection. I think there was a real connection. No, it's I garbage. So, Chet, you, you said it podcasts ago. We said she's the front runner. You suddenly just t change everything? You yeah. heard the last two podcasts I've changed my tune. Cover I think up. they have as much of a connection as two hot people have connections, Frace. You're giving, you're putting, ro you're, you're romanticizing something that's as base. And his surfaces, it's I two hot people who like making out. That's okay. That uh, happens all the time. Well, I think she's going to change her mind. I think she's going to change her mind. What do you mean? That Cassie's going to come back? I yeah. think Cassie because likes I him. Think he, I think she loves him. I right. think that she's super into him. She's just not ready for a proposal. You have just been on her train all season, unwavering. I'm not so going to waver. you! She's a no. She's no, a, I gave up three weeks ago. She's How many kid. times do we have to keep accusing and me? Also, listen. I think that it's been very clear with everybody in this room that Jet, Jet has not been on the Cassie train. Jet, what was your nickname for her? The Golden Butterfly. Did and this is part of the Golden Butterfly effect. She changes one move and it alters everything. <laughs> I said it. She changed one thing three weeks ago and it altered everything. What did she change three weeks ago that altered everything? When, when suddenly she realized how far she was getting, she was like, Oh, f**k, I might win this. The second he confronted her and know, said, see, I hear you might be here for the wrong but reasons. But she said, no, I'm here, I'm serious. I don't care what she said, Natalie. Her eyes told me a different story. When he confronted her, she panicked and has not been the same since. You did not blink one time during that. Because I'm telling not the truth. Long. You know what she did when he confronted her? Looked away. Marriage is a commitment that Cassie's not ready for. And I think that's very blatantly obvious. Okay. Fair. Cassie says, I'm so confused right now, over and over again, and it seems like she is screaming for a way out. Dad gets a call from Cassie. Or, oh no. No, I think he gets a call from producers. Mm -hmm. So Dad shows up in Portugal and says, I'm in the neighborhood. And we're all like, <laughs> no, you were not in the neighborhood. Yeah, how do you say neighborhood in Portuguese? Scholars maintain that nobody knows. <laughs> well, that's fair. Scholars maintain. <laughs> And in these moments with her father, it just reminds me of like kind of a, a spoiled little like high school girl that like is like having her daddy be like, hey, young lady, have you thought about this good and hard? Because I'm here in Portugal to tell you that you're not into this guy as much as you think you are. And so she gets it in her mind. She's like, you know what? My dad's right. I'm going to like put an end to this basically. Mm -hmm. The father kept saying, when you know, you know. And right, like, well, that's not exactly. fair. You're allowed that, to doubt things. I am agreeing with you. So she's doubting this a little bit, which is so normal, especially when you're 23 years old, even if you do love somebody. And she has her father there being like, oh, you have any doubts? Run away. She didn't need her dad to realize that her 
in her own state where she is isn't ready to get married because she's not. She's she just needed him to reaffirm it. Exactly. It's weird. It's more like, hey, I don't feel comfortable doing this. Daddy, daddy, please come help me mm -hmm. because I'm in Portugal and I'm at a loss for words because this guy keeps wanting to go out with me and I don't really like him that much. Yeah, you much. guys are trying to imply that she's secretly in love with him and I'm like, they flew her Not dad secretly. to Portugal to help her break up. She needed her dad to help her break it off. So that she didn't look like a bitch and didn't ultimately ruin her potential to be the next no, bachelor. Her dad was not there when they broke up, Jet. Also, she would never look like a bitch. He wasn't there, but he flew there. Before. I know that. To talk her off a but ledge. But she actually had to do the breaking up, and she did it. No, she didn't. She did her best to try and make him break up with her. It she was kept going back to it. She kept going. She kept going. I just can't. I'm not gonna do. It. It was like we watched it for. It the only like thing that's been longer than that breakup is me and you talking about it, which is garbage. It was worse than Becca and Ari because both of those people had made a commitment. You guys are out of at control point, for thinking this is real at all. This is Cassie garbage. Was like, no interest in it. Hey, so I just don't think uh, this will right, work. Well, listen, we're gonna agree to disagree on that. And Colton yes. says. And then when they get married, you'll remember what I said. And then when they get divorced, you'll remember what I said. Great. This is hilarious. I can't. Oh my god, it's just garbage. Basically, we're. Just, I love that we're on completely different sides. It's rare that we're this way, but dude, I, you were out of control. If you think that any of this was real with her at all, ever. I guess I'm out of control, Jeff. Dude, you're so romantic. She doesn't care about him at all. She does not love Colton. All right. She does not want to marry Colton. I didn't say that she wanted to marry him right now. <laughs> and I did not say that she's she in love with will. him. All right. She said, "I will never get there." And that is a quote, because Cassie is not ready to be engaged or married at all underneath these truncated circumstances, and that is very obvious to me. So why on earth would she apply to be on this show? To which I will automatically go full blown Insta followers. Which is fine. She's gorgeous. She's fun. She's cool. She should have a lot of Insta followers. I love her. I do think she is a wonderful human. I do not think she is Colton's other half, which should have told her that three episodes in to where she leaves and goes, yeah, he and I, I are not I just, the same. I just it's weird because, like, he and I are just not on the same level. And that is a mature adult's way of, like, being with a person. But she's young, so I give her the benefit of the doubt. And then she gets all the way to hometowns and does this. And it frustrates me because I see this happen every year. Women get to hometowns on The Bachelor. Bachelorette is much better. Bachelor. Women get to hometowns, and there's always at least one woman who's like, I'm just, I just don't, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Our buddy okay. Max just walked can, can in. We, hey guys, I had to jump about six fences to get in here. Max! Yeah, he's been here before. By the way, this is how you ensnare a, uh, this is how you ensnare a guy. Mm -hmm. the, the three words are, I don't know. And that's, and she said that three times. So you're saying there's a chance. Basically, is, is what she's saying to him. And she's looking at him with those eyes, and she's crying, and she's saying all these things to him, and he is in love with her. Because she's trying to figure out how to exit the game with her head held high and not looking bad. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just am saying that this is not all a game for Cassie either. So, basically... Cassie says, I love you, but I'm not in love with you, in a nutshell. 
She also says, I hate that I don't know, I just wish I knew. He starts shaking, and mm -hmm. basically, oh, up to this point, that is the most excruciating thing I've seen on this show from Colton. That is real, it is honest, we have and no doubt. she right, so does say, Colton, I can't do this. I say, somebody please fucking send in Chris Harrison. This poor gentleman mm -hmm. is, his heart's breaking, honestly, on live television, in my opinion. So, moving on. If y'all are done with notes, then I think it's time for the Rose Rundown. Wait. Wait a minute, hold on. Hold on. I was saying, this guy needs time to grieve, and that's why he does the fence hop. It's the Truman Show. We were talking about that. He went Truman Show. He I went agree. Truman Show. I agree. Mm -hmm. He's on national television, so he doesn't get to have the grieving process that he deserves, in my opinion. So, wait, no roses. But instead, there is a final two recap. Okay. One word. Taisha. Gone. Done. Hannah G. She's like, what? Maybe? Okay, great. So we move on to the next phase of our 20th episode. Wow! Mental lull. This is the beautiful mental lull you take as you watch a bunch of humans chatting incessantly over nothing, absolutely nothing that really matters at all. It lasts over an hour in real time. It begins with me saying, wait, no, that was gold! Because Elise was actually attending a wedding of a dear friend on this exact day that they filmed Women Tell All, where she was the only single female at the wedding, and a bouquet oh. slapped her in the face. Seriously, check Instagram, I'm not joking. Whoa, I did not know that. Discuss the beginning of Women Tell All. We have a historical montage followed by a panic attack montage. It was the longest montage ever. Yeah. Unrequited love, crazy eyes, violence, fence jump, manhunt, search dogs, cackling chickens, and of course, whiskey cavalier. <laughs> First note I have, Chris Harrison. Ooh. Last note I have, Chris Harrison. Absolutely. <laughs> this is my favorite episode, by the way. At one point, I started... Tech, like writing a little note on my phone, and uh -huh. I wrote Chris Harrison, and it auto-corrected Chris to Christ, and all oh, I thought Christ was, Harrison. and all I thought was, <laughs> Frace would just keep that. Yeah, I'd just keep it. Or we might start yeah. calling him Christ Harrison. He's kind of a martyr. Uh, we know that the picture-in-picture picture during the montages is the exact reason why we watch this garbage, right? My notes start to get a little convoluted because everybody's talking over everybody. It's kind of like our last podcast. Cackling chicken. Yes. <laughs> I've started writing things like on Yeka. And then there's, are we are we on the bullying agenda? Oh, okay. So Chris Harrison uh, looks over to the girls and he says, well, this definitely took up time on Yeka and Nicole. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't wrong. On Yeka and Nicole took up like an episode. Yes. he's The ridiculous I mean, feud that was on Yeka and Nicole, two people that weren't going to make it past the next rose ceremony took up almost an entire episode. Chris Harrison's never wrong. Yeah, and uh, Onyeka says, I would love to hear that. And then she gives the definition of bully from mm -hmm. a dictionary. Mm -hmm. And then she says, thank you, next, and sits down. To which Nicole says, 
She points to her and says that. That's that, the definition Literally of what you just did right now, <laughs> you just bullied me. You 100%. defined it and did it at the same time. I'm actually on Nicole's side on this whole she Nicole Onyega thing. Yeah. Listen, I didn't say I like her. I just said I'm on her side. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think I think okay. I think Onyeka is a bully, honestly. Yeah, totally. And in fact, like I felt victimized personally by her. <laughs> yeah. By, uh, by by watching. Please this. raise your hand if you've ever felt. felt if that's exactly what. We'd all raise our hand <laughs> if we if we were in a room with Onyeka for one minute. We'd all raise our hand. Yeah. Let's be what honest. What a great line. Yeah. Please raise your hand if you've ever personally victimized by Onyeka. Yes. Yeah. Just, just that's yeah. a classic mean girls. Like yes, she's a mean girl. Okay. Nice, Natalie. Thank uh, you. Yeah, that's hilarious. I'm still here. Then we get to Pangea. Oh, Remember man, Pangea? How good did she look, by oh, the way? Dude, well, I her told you, eye color is stellar. Okay. That's hazel as hazel gets. Well, you say that, and I said she's serving up the snake from Jungle Book, guys. Ooh. <laughs> There's only one person on this show serving up a snake. So Katie talks about the exchange, right? The most talked about exchange betwixt all of the women that left or were sent home saying, oh, there are other girls here for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. Namely, Kaylin and Cassie, right? Katie says there was a bus from Singapore to the hotel where this conversation mm -hmm. happened. Yep. But she expresses her own version yeah. of this conversation. It's true. Where they talk about possibly becoming the Bachelorette in lieu of getting engaged slash married to Colton. Kaylin comes back and says... Cassie and I are best friends. She moves on to correcting Katie. Kaylin said, no, 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 we didn't want to win. We were just talking about getting engaged. Which neither one of them are ready to do. Exactly. 100% agree. Fritz and I talked about this the other day when we watched the last episode where it kind of all blew up, where it's like, that's a very normal conversation of if you and I were on The Bachelor, if you and I were I The agree. Bachelor. yeah. And we are friends, and we become friends in this very strange You have way. no choice but to become it's friends. It's a very yeah, you're forced normal conversation, that. a realistic <clears throat> conversation, to be like, if I don't win, there's a chance I could be the next Bachelorette. Mm -hmm. Especially because it's not he liked both of them a lot. Mm -hmm. And they don't know who's going to be a fan favorite while they're doing it, but they know that Colton likes them a lot. They know they're going to be pa painted in a certain way on TV. In a good way. Natalie. It's very and so good. Natalie's so good. It's and a realistic conversation. And, and, to have. and also, I don't think it means they want to be the best. No, no, no. Year, I agree. Twenty-four now, right? Twenty-four. Ah, she's up to twenty-four. She's here so, for the right reason. So but here. it also means <laughs> that they that they shouldn't have this conversation in front of all of the other girls. Well, to that's hear. because they were. Why are you having this conversation if you're besties and you don't want all of your other besties? Because they're not afraid. Have Look, conversations between each other. They're not afraid. While we're still talking about, you know, Kaylin and all this stuff. Yes. Pangea was saying that Kaylin was sliding in. She she says three things about Kaylin. Mm -hmm. She's sliding into Dean's DMs. Mm -hmm. Kaylin is? She's partying. She's clubbing. She's basically trying to call her out. She's saying that like she wasn't there for the right reasons from the get-go. So then Jane, uh, one of the who's, comes Here in. Here you go. Was it Hannah B that said, Jane... Why are you even in any it of this? It was Anna She said that. And Why that are you was... even talking about this right now? You weren't even here for like the last all the All the like, month. not the front runners, but like all the women that like, whose names we actually know are like having like this conversation and like it's getting heated. And then Jane, out of nowhere. Who's Jane? Exactly. <laughs> Can we get yeah. the Demi's hot seat? Oh my goodness. Well, so I then. Did, hold on. This is where, this is, this is where I did right. Uh, Tracy. Remember Tracy? 
She looks like Shelly Duvall in The Shining. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys, clap with me. Everybody clap your hands. Come on, y'all. And we move on to the hot seats. Demi. All right, so so we've got these hens cackling. It's it's the women tell all. Okay. And then Demi says, she says, it's 2019 and you still haven't talked to Colton, to Courtney. The Demi-Courtney thing is like, basically... The chicken versus Jordan. We've talked about this. Yeah. You do not go toe to toe with Demi. She might oh, she look dumb, but she's not. Destroy you. She destroys everybody she's on that stage, and she's very good at it because everybody takes her for granted. Everybody just thinks she's like this dumb blonde. And I'm not saying like Demi's she's a savage. She, but she is a fucking savage. She refers to Courtney as a cancer of the house in the normal that. series, and they call her out on it. She apologizes and says. I am very sorry. I understand that that was a mistake. I should have never said cancer. Cancer is something that will destroy humans, families. Then she says, you are not cancer, Courtney, but you are bed bugs. (laughs) Right, that's that's what I was saying, yeah. So continue with that. Well, I was just saying that I didn't like the fact that Courtney tried to spin the cancer thing as as like a thing. It was inevitable. I'm gonna call you bedbugs because you're not even worth that. Right. And also, when Fair. you try to shove this like pacifier in my mouth, no thanks. She that was intense. She went hard with the pacifier it. too. She goes. That was crazy. And then, and then Demi took oh, like a champ. She goes. She goes. She said. She said two things. Yeah. Where's security? And also, can I get a shot? Yeah. And we were all just like, yeah, we want to party with you. Absolutely, Demi. I'd party with Demi for sure. Yeah. I bet she'd be awesome. next bachelorette. I bet she'd be hilarious. She has my fucking vote. Why does Nicole get a hot seat? We don't care about Nicole's time at on all. the show at all. And at thank all. God this is a joke. Hot seat. Hashtag Halo Top. The best part of Nicole's montage was Elise. Well, first I wrote, Nicole, thank you for letting me take a break from taking notes. Yep. Yeah. She's endorsing Halo Top. Is She's thing? about to, yeah. Because she cried so much on the show, Halo Top gave her unlimited ice Halo cream. Top ice cream for... Uh, her emotional year yeah. because like when you get sad you eat Halo Top and it's because The Bachelor didn't want you or anyone. Dude. So what does what does Chris Harrison Oprah say phrase? He says you get a Halo Top. You get a Halo Top. Yeah. You get a Halo Top. I'd take you. some Halo Top. Yeah. Alright so moving on. Hannah B. Hot Seat. Let's go. Spoiler alert. This whole hot seat is prepping her for the next Bachelorette. Oh, God. I just don't believe it. Yeah. I don't get Hannah B. Okay. I can't care about her. I am physically incapable of caring about her and her family. Oh, so you're like Hannah G. Her then. life. Her smile is very fake and forced on every other occasion. There's nothing natural about her behavior. The only natural behavior I see with Hannah B is with other women on the show. Yeah. Producers edited this whole spiel of Hannah B looking like a goddess on the hot seat because Hannah B looked like a mess this season. Uh, are we getting to Colton? Because Colton comes out, right? Well, oh. Hannah Bama hot seat. You're on the Hannah Bama hot seat, dude. Weren't you? I already talked about her. Okay, well, the Kaylin hot seat then is where we are next. Uh, Kaylin is truly broken. 
I think she actually did start falling for him. She really breaks down the show. She really breaks down live. So now, you're going to tell me that you don't think Cassie's into him at all. But and Kaylin I even wrote was? in my last note is the girls look like they actually believe Kaylin's tears. It looks very real. Colton on the hot seat. Let's go, guys. If, if nothing else, Colton, you know, I feel like he has real moments on camera. Like, I felt like he was kind of real. In this. And, like, because Chris Harrison even says, like, how are you feeling? And he doesn't say, like, confident. Or he doesn't say, like, good. Or, like, you know, like, happy. He says right. exactly how he feels. Right. Nervous. <laughs> exactly. You know? He said, this is a quote from Colton, as the bachelor, he could have done better. That means this has a shocker of an ending. So Sydney asked him, yes. are you still a virgin? And do you know what Colton answered a question with? A question and that has nothing to do with a question. And you know why? Because he's, there's still no. Still a virgin. Chelsea, he can't say that he is or is not a virgin because of his NDA. And that is bullshit. When he jumped that fence, he yeah. thought he was going to land on craft services. <laughs> like, but he called it the snack tent. That's Yeah. He, he was just like, Why? But then he was just like, but I was actually out in the wilderness. And he like Chris, the snack And Chris Harrison was like, I lost you. And, and Colton was like, well, Chris, you had me at hello. So I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions about Cassie and Kaylin and their seriousness regarding Colton. Because I need to know what they were wearing in braces, fashion um, corner. I am so excited yes. that you have finally allowed me to I go into my corner. Have I have given you full I permission. I, you know what? Full permission. The password Just. is fashion, and oh, you God. are entering. Go. Okay, so listen, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We're going way back. We're going way back to fantasy suites. I, I hope wait. you can handle it because you know what happens in a fantasy suite? What? A lot of Passion. Oh my god! A small little interview with Tasha, a small little interview with Cassie, and a small little interview with Hannah. And in those moments, you are reminded who they are and what they are wearing. Tasha is in a white crop top, and I like it. The boots are also popping. Cassie, pants. A cheetah belt, boots. Mm -hmm. Hannah, I've seen this red top on every girl that I've ever met at Hot Topic. Yes. And I'm not into it. Also, can we talk about not impressed? Because oh, I'm about to. Colton in those scarves? Are you kidding me? Oh, First of all, he doesn't know how. To, he doesn't know how to tie a scarf. He doesn't know how to wear a scarf. What are you doing with those scarves, Colton? I am angry with you. Get it together. Also, Tasha with the white nails. We've talked about this time and time again. White nails. I, I don't get it. All right, so she's also got a flower-tied romper on with a plunging asymmetrical oh, neckline. I love it though. Asymmetrical neckline. Asymmetrical is hilarious. That actually happened. It did happen. Dude, fantasy suite. Next morning, oh, Asia wow. in white is angelic with that beautiful skin. Her pants, yes. Oh, those pants. Those what? pleated pants. Those pleated shimmering pants. Oh, and her upper torso looks phenomenal. Yeah, we're talking about boobs. Yeah, those lemons look great. Honk, honk. Cassie, I don't like this double sweater thing you have going on for your date. Okay. Also, your boots are atrocious. Uh, I like those boots. Well, we can agree to disagree on that. <laughs> Colton's shirt, also a no. A stern no. Yeah. 
then he's got a fucking wine-colored scarf on. Get the fuck out of here. I love Cassie's dress, though. Here we go to the women tell all with fashion. I wrote right off the bat, there are so many women here and there is so much fashion going on that I don't even know how I'm gonna handle this without my head exploding. But then I thought to myself, Andrew Frace, you're a man of fashion. Yes, sure. Let's get into this. Yes! Yeah. Hannah Black. She's got the black with the plunging neckline. I'm into it. I know you don't get Hannah, but I get Hannah in that moment because I think she looks stunning in that dress. In fact, I think she was the best dressed on the stage. Unfortunately, you know I love me some Demi. I was <gasps> not into her outfit this time around. Oh my gosh, ruffles. you don't love the ruffles? I didn't like the ruffles. <gasps> ruffles have ridges. I know that I always talk fashion, and I love talking fashion about women, but sometimes I gotta talk about the men too, and let me just say this. Oh no. There were 30 women on stage, or however many there were. I'm not a mathematician, I'm a fashionista. Yeah. Chris Harrison caught my eye. Yeah. That man was looking sharp. He was, he was, he was back one. to his old self, in my Chris opinion. Harrison was Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison was, he was one for one. you know what he was serving up? Shaving a haircut, two bits. Nicole got in the hot seat, and this, I can't take credit for this, but somebody in the room just said, her dress is dumb. I also liked the, the earrings and the rings on Hannah B. I think she was dressed to be the next Bachelorette. Weird. Colton comes out, awful tie. It's too skinny for his frame. Which we, we all know, football players can't wear skinny ties. He can wear a skinny tie, it just can't be painted like Bob Ross had a cedar while painting it. Sorry. That's true. There were no happy little trees on that tie. Right. Final note, Colton, Bedhead was in in the 90s. It's not working right now, bro. No. Colton got the ultimate bachelor douchebag haircut that bachelors get when they haven't had a haircut after two months. Well, it's what females do every time they get broken up. They change their hair. Thank God for bloopers. Woo! Woo! Let's go. It's you know what? Girl. I didn't take any notes on the bloopers because bloopers are already a joke. Nailed it. Remember all the nailed Oh, the nailed it is my favorite. Yes, nailed it yeah. is so good. I wanted so bad for him to be like, you know what? It was at least the entire time. What if it fucking was? It'd be so good. We'd all have to sing. We'd that. all have to sing a certain thing. Try as it goes. Oh. Oh. Which U.S. state has the longest coastline, beating out the next closest U.S. state by over twenty-five thousand miles? That's Alaska. Alaska. Yeah, you know, where Elise is from, my ideal next bachelorette. Well yeah. done, gentlemen. So we saw the fence jump on Monday. Well done, gents. And we knew about the Colton shower tally for both Monday and Tuesday, including the picture-in-picture picture combined. What number are we up to? Grace? I'm gonna say 13. 13 showers. What do you think, Grace? Say nine. <gasps> Ten. Correct me if I am wrong. Nailed it. What yeah. is the number one reason to watch this? Whoa! Mental lull. Croatian boobs. To look at hot chicks that you want to bow. Okay, well that's a choice. The answer is bloopers, guys. The mm. bloopers are the reason to mm. watch the mental lull. Mm -hmm. You know what you win? The end of this episode. Absolutely. <laughs> this has been... Jet and Frace. And Chelsea, leaving you with these parting hashtags. Hashtag another shower. Hashtag montage. Hashtag blindsided. Hashtag rose rundown. 
It's non-existent. Hashtag phrase first. Hashtag date, date breakdown. breakdown. Hashtag boob tape. Hashtag blowy blowy eggs and blowy. Hashtag hot pod. Hashtag he's gone. Hashtag to be continued. Hashtag fence jump. Hashtag Gary phrase because I can't let Gary go now. Oh. Hashtag off pod. Hashtag fashion corner. Hashtag judging. Hashtag gift of a thistle. Hashtag there's Chris Harrison. Hashtag jump the fence. Hashtag bouquet slapped. Hashtag nailed it. We're all here for the right reasons. Thank you so much. When Colton jumped the fence. Yeah. Do you think, like, how amazing would it have been if, like, there was, like, a musical guest on the other end of that? Would he be really big or would it be the opposite of really big? I think he'd be a little. What would it be? Jet. Not Joshua, but, Jet, uh, what's your name? My first name. It's John. Everybody! Shut, 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 shut.